Hey everyone and welcome back to Books with Spice Please. I'm Al. And I'm Katie. And in this week's episode, we're going to be reviewing Reunion by Alyssa Clark. A little bit about this author. We found this book from TikTok. Scarlet Lantern Publishing had put a TikTok up asking people to reach out. And we did, and they sent us some books. So this is a book that we got from them, and we liked it enough that we wanted to uh, talk about it here on the podcast. Yes. So there were no big triggers for this book, but please remember, we are an 18-plus podcast. This content in the book, 18-plus. Yes. It was spicy, spicy, spicy. It's uh, got a high school theme a little bit of bullying kind of in the high school scenes so if you've got some high school trauma you know (laughs) it might be interesting to look back at that again yeah (laughs) um Um, so this book was 347 pages on kindle we got it from the publisher but it's also on kindle unlimited so that's super nice um and here is a quick summary to set the scene for you It's been 10 years since Nadia has graduated high school. With it, she left behind the popular kids who made fun of her by calling her names like Natty and Natty Light and the three hot football players that constantly teased her about having a mysterious secret admirer. Good riddance. However, it's time for their 10-year reunion and her best friend convinces her to go. Who does she happen to see? That's right. Austin, Gavin, and Vince. The three boys who gave her the most trouble. At least they'll be leaving town again afterwards. Or so she hopes, anyway. Yes. So we have Natty, Austin, Gavin, and Vince. Did we mention this was a reverse harem? Not yet. Yes, so it's a reverse harem. (laughs) Our first one on the podcast is new to that term like I was when I first got into the spicy side of book talk it is just a girl with three men and she sees each of them three or more men but they only see her they don't see anyone else outside of her and they're all kind of in a relationship together sometimes sort of cross sometimes they don't but sometimes they do it's a good time (laughs) they're mindful everyone's mindful of each other's space yeah So our main character, Nadia, she accepts this ticket her friend, her best friend from high school, bought for her to their 10-year high school reunion. And so that was really fun, I thought, for you and I to read because we're almost at the age, too. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of funny that that was the book we picked. Um, I thought it was really funny because Nadia, like, does not want to go. She did not have a good time in high school was bullied by the popular kids especially those three hot football players but they go her friend is a makeup artist and she makes her look like a total bombshell yep her friend is super nice too she was like we're definitely gonna go i already got your ticket she makes her up really nice she takes her time on nadia and then she does her face makeup like you know she does hers really quick so they can go it was it was cute. Her friend is really nice and sweet um, and made, wanted, really wanted her to make her feel good and confident going in because she was really nervous about people being better than her because they got out of town. It was funny, too, because the main popular girls were there at the door taking tickets and letting people in. And, of course, they didn't remember 
at first who they were. So Nadia was just like, of course. <laughs> so they get in and they want to see those hotties have beer bellies or receding hairlines or something to make them feel better about themselves. <laughs> and they don't. None of them do. They all look good as heck. Yeah, they just look older. She's really disappointed. She's like, well, it's clear that your hair is not thinning. And he's like, wow, why would you want my hair to thin? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she sees Gavin first at the bar. Mm -hmm. And And she's just ominous. Like, what's the word? She is automatically super on the defensive and like does not give at all. Exactly. Yes, that's what I meant. And doesn't like give into any of his charms at all because he is trying to be a little bit charming. Mm -hmm. Gavin is our funny boy. He's our super cute, charming guy out of the three. Yeah, he's he's the most charismatic. Yeah, he's really like open and bubbly and confident. If he speaks it into the world, it will happen. Yeah. (laughs) So he just goes with it. He moves forward in life. And then she sees Austin next. And he is my favorite. My quiet kind of broody, sullen guy. (laughs) He actually apologized to her. And she's like, what? Why are you apologizing to me? This is weird. She was super taken aback. And he's working on himself and trying to do better. And he's like... I know I wasn't the best to you in high school and I'm trying to be a better person. I'm really sorry for the way I treated you. It wasn't okay. He did like kind of shove her every time they walked past and like they were right next or their lockers were right next to each other. Yeah, he um, he didn't know how to talk to her. And no, he was the one that first had the crush on her initially. And then the other two bozos. Like, kept bugging her about it, and he couldn't get the courage to talk to her himself, so they wrote notes saying she had a secret admirer and gave him numbers. Gave her numbers, I mean. And I'm just like, oh, Austin, poor Austin. And he still had a crush on her when he saw her. She's like, oh my god. And he's like, there's just something about Nadia that makes me not able to speak. And then so- the other two boys were instantly, like, interested. Yes! And so they just kind of all were interested in her and that's where like the reverse harem part comes in (laughs) yeah (laughs) vince showed up to their reunion late and he tries to be this big show-off guy of who he is he's the only one that stayed in town and didn't go on to play football professionally he works for his father's real estate business and he sees her And Gavin, drunk as hell on the dance floor, she's trying to ignore Gavin. He's not taking the hint. And he's like, okay, Austin, you take Gavin. I'll take Nadia. Yeah. And Nadia's like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, you were always a jerk to me. Because Vince was always the one that kind of... He's the rudest. Yeah, he's the rudest. He's the one that, like, teased her the most. And kind of also ignored her at the same time. Um, So she's like, I don't like you. Like, I'm going to get an Uber. Even though her friend was there with her and they were planning on getting an Uber together to leave. So I don't know why she was so quickly trying to leave all of a sudden. Because Vince had 
suggested that she should go. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, not quite sure what happened to Mara. Yeah, that was different. It, or that was kind of frustrating because I was like, girl, like, you don't have to go with him. Like, where's your friend? Um, <laughs> yeah. But he was like, don't get an Uber. Don't get an Uber. You know, that's a stranger and you're drunk. And she was like, oh, I just I need to go home. And he was like, well, I'll take you home. Why don't you get in my car? And then she got in his car and passed out. And he yep. was like, she didn't right, tell well, him I guess I'm just going to go to my house. And it was kind of sketchy, not going to lie. And he, like, took her up to her, to his room. And she was, you know, trying to call him out on how it was kind of sketchy. And he was like, I'm not going to touch you. What, you know, so go lay down. You know, you're going to be sick tomorrow or whatever. And she was like, <laughs> and she, like, went in the other room and took her dress off where he could see it. And then just got into bed. And he was like, this was a bad idea. Yeah. The next morning, she's like, oh, my God. Did something happen? Why am I in this man's apartment? (laughs) And she tries to book it. Yeah. And so, yeah, because she wakes up and she's like, my dress isn't even on anymore. He's in his boxers. And he's like, I didn't do anything. So she gets dressed and she leaves right away. Like you said, she books it out of there. And she's like, this is the weirdest walk of shame. Um, and she meets Austin in the lobby. Yeah, he is like, wait, what? No, why are you here? And he ends up giving her a ride home. And they start talking in the car. And he... Offers to kick Van- Vin- Vince's ass. I almost called but yeah he did anything or tried anything with her and she's like no I don't feel like anything happened I'm pretty sure nothing happened you don't have anything to worry about he apologizes to her again and he drops her off only to come back a few minutes later with coffee I believe right yep for both and her then, and Mara. Yes. Well, I don't know if it was his intention to give it to Mara. I think she just kind of took it from him. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if he knew that she was there. That was my impression when I read it. So I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Mara just took the coffee out of his hands and I was like, yep, thanks. And so he gets her number. That's when Austin gets Nadia's number. And apologizes again. And they start forming their relationship Mm -hmm. and she learns about austin's back background his his life after high school and when he talked about that he was you know very honest with her about how he wanted to keep things slow yes um I really like how honest Austin was and Nadia obviously appreciated it too. It wasn't, she didn't let any of it become red flags for her. And it's really, really important to Austin that they, if they were to be in a relationship, he wants to make sure it's built on a strong, honest foundation. Yeah, because he described his relationship with his girlfriend as toxic. He was like, everything about it was toxic. Um, and he was really only in it for the sex. Yeah. And so he wanted to be, he wanted his relationship with Nadia to be real. He And he was really sweet about it. Because he never, what happened and what ruined his football career was that 
him and his girlfriend got into a verbal, a loud verbal argument in a restaurant. And since he's a big football guy, he's really intimidating looking. And when he's angry, he can look scary. So the media took that and, you know, called him abusive and stuff. So his reputation, you know, went down a lot because when football players lose their cool like that, their reputation gets hit, you know, as they should, especially when they're violent. But Austin was not violent. You know, he just had lost his temper and yelled in a restaurant, which isn't cool. But um, he, his whole journey is that he doesn't want to be like that. He doesn't want to be in a situation where he feels like he has to yell at somebody that he's supposed to love in a public restaurant or at all. It was really cool. And, and Austin's communication throughout the whole book is really what drove the whole relationship. Because she looked to him so much for his reactions to things. Yeah. It, I don't know, I just really, really liked Austin. And there's a really sweet part that we'll get to soon that was, like, my favorite part. But I don't want to jump the gun too much. (laughs) Yeah. I do that enough. (laughs) I, it's hard. I just get so excited. I'm like, wait, people listening are going to (laughs) understand. Yeah. Um... Anyways, so... Nadia has been working. She's a workaholic. She works at a diner, full-time bookstore, a little local bookstore, part-time. And Gavin has been eating at the diner all this time because he's staying at the hotel with terrible room service. And he's interested in Nadia, too. And so he sits at the same table every time because he knows it's her spot and just kind of teases her a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And he tips really, really good. Yes, he does. That's it's super nice. And every time he goes in, um, her co-worker's jealous. Yep. And they're also concerned that she's being stalked. So yeah. Especially the, old, okay, the older one is more concerned about her. But the younger one is can, like really wants those tips. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. So Gavin and Austin and Vince are... All planning on opening Oh my god, wait. Wait, wait. His name isn't Vince. It's Vaughn! In the book description, it's Vince. I think it's Vince Price. Is it Vince? I'm pretty sure he's Vince Price. Okay, I'm so confused. I'm so sorry, everybody. But this guy is my least favorite, so I can't care enough. They call him Price. Is Vince his nickname? Yeah. Vince And Vaughn is his first name, right? I don't think so. I think Vaughn is there somewhere. Vaughn, but he he is Vaughn. You're right. Oh, it's in the here too, Vaughn. How did I get Vince? I don't know where I got Vince either. (laughs) Well, Vince Price sounds good. (laughs) I know his name is Vaughn. (laughs) Okay, well. It's okay, everybody. We're ding dogs. Vaughn. We're getting all the other parts right. Just his name. We don't, I don't, uh, it's okay. <laughs> we're not, I don't know. You know, we're not getting paid to do this. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. And we're, I mean, we got his name a little bit wrong. That's fine. So, everything Vaughn, is correct. He's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. So, we've got Vaughn Price, because really, this is kind of, we talked about him earlier, but we'll reintroduce him. Um, so we got his name wrong. His name is Vaughn Price. And they call him Price mostly throughout the book because that's his last name. And when it's in his point of view, it's he's Vaughn. So 
Um, anyway, Price. Price is... I was just calling him Price. <laughs> Price, Price's dad is a real estate developer. Um, so he's kind of got money and he wants to strike out on his own and start a business. So he's roped his friends to start a business with him opening a bar. And they... Gavin has the idea to meet at the diner to have lunch and go over their bar plans. And Nadia gets to work and she clocks in and walks back out. And she's like, are you kidding me? All of you are there. And Austin is kind of like shocked that she's working there. He's like, wow. Um, yeah, because he didn't have any idea that she worked there. He knew that, that she had lots of jobs, but didn't really know she, where she worked. And um, she was like, what are you guys doing? You know, like, what the heck? And then I think it revealed that Austin has a phone number. Or did is that when she got his phone number? Uh, no, she got his phone number when he came to the apartment. And then that's yeah. when, is it her car breaking down or the bookstore scene? It might be the bookstore. So the bookstore, later on in the book... She's working her job at the bookstore. The door opens, and who comes in? Price, aka Vaughn, aka who we thought was Vince. <laughs> yeah. He had just recently brought that strip mall that the bookstore's in, and is trying to take measurements. She's like, "Get out, go, get out!" And he's not listening. He's taking the measurements anyway, and before leaving. He says, and Austin is also there, he says to Nadia, I could see making an effort if I were him, but you're not attractive enough for me to make that effort. His tone had been even, and he didn't look at me again after he said it. He turned to Austin. We've got a few things to discuss. He then breezed right out of the store like he had come in. He's so rude. He's shocked. It was awful, and it shocked Austin. Yeah, because that's when I think Price found out that he and Nadia had been texting, I think. Yes. Um, And Nadia was, like, super upset. She was like, geez, like, that was so rude. Like, how do people just get away with doing stuff like that? Yeah, and then on top of that, too, she's having to worry about her second job being... In jeopardy because he plans on trying to buy the owner out of her lease. Mm-hmm. So then she's got to sit with that. Yeah. So that sucks. So Austin like confronts Price about what he says to Nadia. And he's like, what the heck, man? And he's like, I just don't get why she would give her phone number to you and why she won't give it to me. He's like, what's the difference? And he's like... Austin says that he's rude to her. Like, he walked all over her in the store while he was doing his measurements and stuff. He hasn't even tried to make amends for high school and all the shit he put her through. And he's just got that fuckboy entitlement air to him. You know? Yeah, like, he's just like, you're gonna... Like, if I want your phone number, you're going to give me your phone number and you're going to give me the time that I ask for. And that's not how it's going to work. Yeah. So, yeah, he was really, and Austin was like, that's, you know, not how it works. Like, I apologize to her and she wants to talk to me, you know? 
and Vince was like, <laughs> and Price, Price. <laughs> and Price was like, why? Like, you know, he was kind of like, ew. And Austin was like, whatever, fine. So she starts texting Austin more because Austin's like, are you okay? Like, that was a really not okay thing for Price to say to you. And um, she's like, yeah, I'm all right. You know, he's just always been an ass. So I don't care. Like, I expect it. And he's like, okay, well, I'm here to talk anytime. So they text a little bit. They text even more. And they, you know, really are getting close. And Nadia comes out after closing the diner one night. And her car doesn't start. So she texts Austin. And he comes and picks her up and takes her back to her house. And he spends the night. Ah, it is so cute. She's got a little apartment. Her bed is kind of, I feel like in the description, the way I pictured it, it wasn't even quite a queen. It was just a full-size bed. And Austin's a big, he's a big guy, you know? He's a big, muscular, he's just all man. He's a hunk of a football player. Yeah, he is. And so... He's trying to sleep on that bed with Nadia and things get heated. Oh my God. He asked her if he could kiss her. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. When the boys ask if they can kiss her, it's just so sweet. So sweet. and so sweet and romantic. Yeah. It's really cute. He, he really is <sighs> super sweet. It's not that I don't like Austin. You know, he is super cute. He's just more moody and broody than Gavin. Yeah, he's just really serious. Like, he's a really fun guy. Like, he's just really serious. So they get to cuddling in the sheets. And she ends up on top of him kissing. And Austin's like, we don't have a condom. And I want to wait a week. And chastity. (laughs) And she's like, I haven't gotten laid in two years, man. You are in my bed right now. Like, do this let's find a condom from somewhere to do this um and she lays like thinks to herself like i might need to get on birth control yep <laughs> so but, alas they can't find anything and so they just to do some heavy heavy petting and heavy making out some dry humping and they call it a night <laughs> heck yeah i remember those days yep <laughs> Um, but Austin's also just like really worried about moving too fast anyway so it was kind of just it was so sweet how he doesn't want to scare her off yeah Um, so the next day her dad comes and checks on her car and sees if he can fix it and he's not able to fix it like in the lot so he takes it to his house to go fix it for her for cheaper than it would for the shop which is super nice that would probably be one of the only conveniences of living close to your family. Um, but she's really taking advantage of that, which is super cool. So Austin is like, hey, are you going to need me to pick you up after work again today? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, pack a bag and then I'll pick you up after work to stay the night, right? Mm-hmm. So she packed a bag and after work went to... Austin's house, his grandma's house, 
And his grandma isn't living, so she's not around while all of these shenanigans go on. Because I don't know how you could do what they do with a grandma in the room. Wait, we forgot. What? So, okay. The next day, Gavin also, like, her car wasn't working, so her dad takes it away. But also, Gavin comes to the restaurant like he does every day. And he looks sad the whole time and, like, doesn't really eat or anything. And she goes over and, like, talks to him, you know. And she's never really been too receptive with Gavin at this point still. Mm -hmm. And they kind of have a heart-to-heart about how, like, his life has been going and how it's not very great. Like, he's never played in a game. He's always just been practice and sitting on the sidelines. So um, his football career hasn't gone anywhere. And um, he doesn't know what to do. So she's, you know, talks to him and um, he says he's he's sad in his apartment. And so she tells Austin, she like texts Austin. She's like, hey, come talk to Gavin. And so Austin comes and talks to Gavin and then they leave. And she's like, oh, I'm glad that they left and that he, they seem, you know, hopefully he helps him. Right. And then that night, Austin's like, hey, you want to come back to my place? And she's like, cool. So she stays the night at Austin's house but Gavin is there when she gets there yeah she's like oh my god I was not expecting Gavin yeah (laughs) yes so at this point she really has only been kind of close with Austin you know she's been only been close with Austin and so Gavin's kind of a wild card yeah so she's like okay I'm gonna go to bed I have to work early in the morning and Gavin doesn't let her go to bed. <laughs> he no, like, Aust- yeah, Austin like goes in there and he's like, "Hey, so Gavin had this idea. Let me know if you're open to it. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not, don't worry, it's totally fine. A very gentlemanly. Are, like I'm fine with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And so they have a threesome. They have a real hot threesome and Gavin is like he knows that Austin is like in love with her pretty much. Uh-huh. And has been since high school. So he's the one that really does all of the encouraging and kind of helps move them all along. Yeah, it's really intense because like he has to really convince I mean he does a lot of convincing um, of Nadia and Austin mostly Austin because Nadia was like she's for it I'm definitely down with it and she really monitored Austin's reaction to see if he like got jealous and he never got jealous and he was always okay with it he was always just checking with Nadia first Um, and then Gavin would just kind of push farther and she'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. And so he, like, runs out to go get condoms, but he's like, but we don't have lube. (laughs) So he's like, we have to go get more condoms and lube tomorrow. (laughs) Because we're doing this again tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. And is like, oh my god, what? And Austin's like, you're gonna ruin it. Like, this is going too fast. And he's really dragging the mood down. Like, he was really broody. I know, our poor man. He finally got Nadia, and he's just so scared that she's just gonna leave and not give him the chance that he so desperately wants. But Gavin is there. He is 
the good, good, good friend. The good fluffer. Yeah, the good fluffer. <laughs> so it was, it's like when Gavin kissing her before Austin kisses her. It looks like, it's okay, Austin whispered to me, voice soothing. Show her it's okay, Gavin urged, and he let his hand fall from my hair. Why don't you kiss her too? So yeah, so it's Gavin is kissing her, trying to move it forward. And he's like, you kiss her too and tell her that it's okay. Yeah. Super reassuring. Like, everyone just kiss and it'll be fine. I know. So they kind of continue this pattern for a whole week. I mean, they they even do anal. Oh, yeah. And it was her first time. So that was an experience. Yeah, Gavin's really good at setting that up, too. And uh, I know. They do it raw. She has to take plan B. Like, this book is full of the spice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was crazy. She, like, kind of rolled over and had a passionate moment with Austin. And they did it without a condom. And it was really intense. And Gavin, like, woke up and, like, encouraged them. He was like, yeah, like, and then this he is really so hot. <laughs> and then he, yeah, he didn't get a turn. And because of that, he really felt kind of emotionally separated from her for a little bit. I know. He, he was did. really, like, really wanted to be close with her, too. Yeah. And she had to find a way to be reassuring to him and to connect with him. Um, you know, they got, he started picking her up from work. And so they got that a little bit of alone time together. Just, you know, just the two of them so they can talk. And they started talking more about his his worries and struggles. And he got her phone number finally and started texting her. But he was always, like, checking with her to make sure she was okay and sending, sending lots of things. sexy memes. Yes, to make her laugh. Yeah. Um, really cute. But when their week ends... Like, all three of them are really kind of sad and depressed because they're like, I don't want this to end. And it's really hard. Nadia goes back home. I think it takes her a week before. And they haven't really hardly talked at all during the time she went back to work. But they were really domesticated, too. They they had their whole system down. Gavin picked her up from work. Austin took her to work. He made breakfast for all of them in the mornings. It was really sweet. Yep, and coffee, and they worked out together, like Austin and Gavin would work out in the workout shed. Yeah, and, and then... they would talk to each other and have their bonding. I loved Gavin and Austin's, like, bonding emotional conversations. I know. They were so... They talked so well together. I know. It was so sweet. They never wanted to pressure Nadia into anything. They really, they never, they tell her that they don't want her to choose. Mm-hmm. So um, that, I mean, that week, it just all those little things added to why it wasn't just the sex, the incredible mind-blowing sex that made it hard for them to leave, but they really got in that short time a nice domesticated routine. And then she's kind of, I don't know, I think she kind of gets anxious and doesn't really reach out to them. They are kind of they don't talk a whole lot while she's been working, but yeah. she decides to surprise them well, by going to their house. 
I think that they didn't want to talk to her too much or like overwhelm her too much because she didn't at the end of the week there, Gavin had suggested that they become exclusive. Oh yeah. And she was like, I want this to be casual. She was like, I don't know what exclusive looks like. And I wanted this to be casual. And Gavin was like, I will be exclusive, but if you want to be casual, we can be casual, but I'm exclusive to you. And Austin said that he was also exclusive to her and that he doesn't mind like that they share and that this is a relationship thing for all of them. Um, and she was like, I don't know. <laughs> I know. She was just like, why? You guys are bo- both super fit, super athletic, like gods. And then she's like, I've got back rolls, like. And Gavin's just like, you're gorgeous. You're beautiful. You're soft. And we love you. Like, well, he doesn't say he loves her, but you know what I mean. Yeah. (sighs) So she, so yeah, she spends kind of the week kind of processing what had happened. (laughs) And she surprises them. She's like, you know what? I'm not going to be afraid of it. I'm going to go back. And I miss my boys. I haven't been sleeping well. And she gets there and Price's car is there. And Gavin catches her trying to sneak away. Yeah. He's like, come on. It's okay. You don't know if it's him or not. How can you tell? Could be anybody's car. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, because I know that it's his car. And he's like, well, just come on inside. You don't need to talk to him. So she goes inside. And Austin says, what's going on? Austin came down the hallway. His hair was slightly tousled, and he stood there in a pair of boxer shorts. It was clear he had probably been ready for bed. Your girlfriend started poking me and throwing accusations at me, Gavin pointed at me as he said it. It had been a joke. There wasn't anything serious about his stance or his tone of voice. And then later on down, she says, Besides, if I'm his girlfriend, there's no reason why I'm not yours, too. Gavin blinked at me, and I wondered if it was something I shouldn't have said out loud. He'd already said that he wanted something exclusive but sometimes exclusive didn't necessarily mean labels (laughs) I just I love how they take it so casually kind of just just tipping the toes in the water to see what it sounds like and feels like and they all communicate how that feels they've got like the ideal situation going you know yeah and Price thinks the same thing. He wants in. He's jealous. So he's like, when Nadia just goes, quote unquote, to bed, he's like, Price is trying to get the boys to, like, give, like, help him get into her pants, basically. Like, get yeah. a part of the action. <laughs> exactly. He's like, what's the deal here? Like, how do you guys, like, how do we do this? You know, do you guys just, like, take turns? (laughs) And they're like, no, this is a relationship. And he's like, what? And Gavin's like, you can't, you know, like, when you talked shit about her the other day, like, you can't just do that. Like, you know, we're not going to stand for that. And Price is like, why is she coming between us now? Like, what's happening? But, yeah, Gavin confronts him about what he said to Nadia. And he's like, why do you, would you expect her to want to be nice to you if you say stuff like that? Like, they say it again. And he's like, well, I'm willing to make up for it. And the, the quote that I have here says, Gavin turned to look at me. This is, like, in 
Price's point of view. I could see the challenge in his eyes. Show her you are a sorry son of a bitch. Get down on your knees and apologize. I glared at him. (laughs) No, it doesn't matter whether or not I am drunk. You didn't let me finish. He shook his head and redirected his attention to Natty. Eat her pussy until she forgives you. Yep. (sighs) And that he do. He makes a big deal about how he's going to make her come twice and get her all prepped for one of the other boys, right? Yeah, it was all prepped for Gavin to put in her booty. Yeah. Yeah, but that night, (laughs) she's like, no, we're not doing any of that. Like, you know, I'm going to bed because I have to work tomorrow. But I get to sleep in, so y'all are going to have to leave me alone. (laughs) So she goes to bed, and Austin and Gavin come to just cuddle and go to sleep. And they actually do just go to sleep. And they wake up, and that's when they find Price with his morning wood going, you know, he goes to the bathroom in the morning down the hallway. And he's got, and he's got a boner. And, (laughs) and what, Nadia and Gavin had already started, like, making out and stuff? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and so Austin sees Price watching Nadia and Gavin, and Austin is like, you want to give it a try, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what Gavin was like you know the rules (laughs) and Nadia was like okay that's fine I'm okay with it I'm all every time she gets all horned up she's down for anything Christ promised her promises her that he's gonna make her come twice before Gavin puts it in her ass and she's like okay big talker whatever but he and then he said he was gonna make her come to four times total. Two of them would be before. And so he does. He makes her come, like you said, like really hard. He puts his fingers. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he puts his fingers in deep. Yeah, he got her to yeah. support. And Gavin's just like amazed because they haven't done that to her yet. <laughs> yeah, he he gets his fingers in deep and she learns how to squirt. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> It happens for her. Oh, my God. And they're super excited. And then, you know, now that that's happened, he cannot help it. And he finally gets to put it inside her. And he's like, and this was kind of weird. Like, I definitely liked Price's domineering, like, very forceful type of energy. But it was kind of intense. He was just an intense guy. Like, yeah. He's kind of an angry man. I don't know. It was really forceful. He was like really jamming into her with his with his. He has self. rough sex, like compared to the other two men. Yeah, a lot but less tender and care. She does like it. She does approve. She has a good time. She's sore though. She is sore after. <laughs> yeah, that happens. <laughs> um (laughs) but so after that experience she actually ends up going to the bathroom and kind of like decomposing by herself Mm -hmm. it was a really intense experience and And then she has to go to work yeah and she was thinking to herself too that a relationship with the three of them isn't maybe something she can handle after all but she sees price at the diner soon after their experience and he's like he wants in on their quote unquote unordinary situation and that 
she can't run for him or the other two now that what happened has happened. And then it was the epilogue, right? That the bookstore job is finally over and they start their bar. Yep. Yep. After after Price goes to the restaurant, it's been like a week later is the epilogue. She hasn't really texted them too much. She's like in her last work day at the bookstore and the guys just happen to be going to the same building to look at the other the empty buildings that they've purchased successfully now to scout out for their bar and she's like oh my gosh wow you guys are here and they're like yeah we're checking it out and she's like okay well this is my last day of work and they're like okay and then she sees price and she's like oh my gosh and he's like yep told you you can't hide for me yeah, the um, last lines are like, the last lines of this book are, it's like he said, he wasn't going to let me hide from him. And then you get to continue reading the books. There's two other books, I believe. Yeah, Currently so out, at least. So is that the epilogue then? Yeah, that was it. Because then oh, you get okay. to, uh, you, the, so on Kindle Unlimited, the ending after the epilogue, you get a sneak peek of the chapter the first chapter of Austin, which is the second book in Nadia's Boys. I really liked it. I thought it was shocking. So, yeah, it's it was a really good book. And I feel like this is a really nice and gentle intro to anyone who is curious about reverse harems and sort of a nice intro to anyone who likes bully romances or interested in bully romances. Mm-hmm. The bullying is super light. And it's not uncomfy, I feel like, but yeah, especially more, compared to others. It's more persistence than anything. Yes. and Uncomfortable persistence. Yeah, it's not like Zodiac Academy where they're kind of cruel. <laughs> oh <laughs> not my kind gosh. of, they're actually very cruel. That's just unusual and yeah. horrifying. This is more <laughs> like high school teenage boy bullying yeah. But it's also not, it's not too bad at all. No, it's really cute. It really brings you back ties, you know, how you felt as a kid, just avoiding eye contact with people and trying not to draw attention to yourself all day yeah. long. And I yeah. feel like it's kind of relatable too for a lot of people, like the secret crushes, if it didn't happen in high school, like, you know, that was a big thing in school growing up. Yeah. Yes. This was Reunion, Nadia's Boys, book one by Alyssa Clark. Yes. So were any of them book boyfriends for you or all of them? (laughs) Um, Everybody but Vaughn or Vince or Price, whatever his name is. I still didn't like him by the end. (laughs) Yeah, he was kind of touchy. I liked him by the end. But I don't think I'd want him to be. I I think it's better with just Austin and Gavin for sure. Yeah, Austin would be my number one choice for a book boyfriend. Yeah, my number one choice was definitely Gavin. <laughs> what rating did you give this book? I gave it four stars. It was really exciting. I hadn't felt like this reading a book in a long time. I read like half of it in one day. So once I got started and got into it, about halfway through, I slaughtered through the last half, loved it, had lots of moments where I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> so it was really sweet. Um, 
so yeah, it was like four stars for me. I was really happy reading it. I don't, I don't know if anything will ever be five stars. I just feel like for the mood, I don't know. It's four stars. I think if price was better, if price was, there was more resolved with price by the end, maybe it would have been five. Yeah. So I also gave it a four star and I only will give a book a five star rating if it has made me cry or really just like my it's mind blowing and I can't stop thinking about it or it's like Mm -hmm. a new concept that I haven't read before I guess if that makes sense like like I have there's a I have a decent amount of books that were five stars this year that were I don't know but yeah this is four this is a four star yeah it was really good it was good it was a nice read I think the spice rating was I think we talked about it being a for a four pepper spice yes I think four is a good for this book they they were switching it up positions every single time there was the way that everyone's roles were so clear and like it was so easy to read the smut like it was not hard to imagine the limbs the limbs and how everything functioned exactly yeah Yeah. like the smut the spice was good and it was there was so much variety and it was different every time and all of the different people did all of these different things differently yeah it was so that was cool I think that kind of uh, wraps it up. Yep. Thanks for listening and join us next Tuesday when we read Neon Gods by Katie Robert. We have been going live on our Instagram every Wednesday to discuss that week's podcast and chat with you, you guys. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. If you like what you've heard, please don't forget to rate and subscribe. Thank you so much. (laughs) See you next week. And until then, stay stay spicy. spicy.